Welcome to another episode of Jesus in Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in Jesus. I have a good friend of mine, one of the great members of Omega Sci-Fi, uh, good old Twiz. Or do you want to go by your real name, dog? No, no, Twiz is good. Twiz, Twiz is good. Is good. Yeah, I've been known as that since high school, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, well, I got I got Twiz on the line. Twiz is a entrepreneur. He's a fellow podcaster. Um, he's a photographer. Um, just an all around Renaissance guy. Yeah. Uh, introduce yourself, dog. Yeah, dog. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. You know, um, to be invited on your platform. You know, I don't take it lightly. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, man. You know, I'm. I don't really know what to say, what I am when people ask me, you know, people ask like, what do you do? You know, usually uh, I come out and say I'm a professional photographer because that's what I've done the longest. Uh, I've been a photographer since 2011, if we're going to be technical with it. Um, I've been full time with it since 2016. And, you know, that's, that's what basically is like the primary revenue uh, of my entrepreneurship journey. So I do a lot of uh photo sessions, headshots, family sessions. I do a lot of real estate photography as well. I just got into that um, a little bit before the pandemic. So, uh, and it's actually becoming like one of my favorite genres of photography. So um, that that's what I answer when people ask, what do I do for a living? But, you know, um, I also have a book. I wrote a book in 2018 titled Board Games and the sequel. I just finished that and that will be out next month in October, early October. Um, and as you said, I do have a podcast as well, Mogul Motivation and Sociology. So I don't really know how to answer that question. I guess like I'm starting to say I'm a creative professional. I kind of just like, you know, roll with that um, in recent months. But that's pretty much everything I do in a nutshell, though. Understood. I think it's yeah. important that while being an entrepreneur, you know, you've been able to kind of not be stuck in one thing that yeah. you've been doing. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think that you, just even going from people to shooting places, right? That's kind of a, it's kind of a shift. It's like, I don't know if I'd be good at that or something like that. I, I think, did, did, did something like that go through your mind when you did it? Uh, honestly, like, I see what you're saying, but it wasn't that per se. Okay. It was more so like um, a relief because if I'm going to be real, when I first started photography, like that 10 years ago, uh, I really kind of, I wanted to do real estate in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was one of the things I wanted to do. Like a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but I'm really not a people person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I'm really not that type of person that's good at, you know, crisis management or, you know, uh, um, you know, on being on the front line with customer service, you know, I'm not really that the best person for that. So like, if I can talk to people as less as possible, that's great. And that's one reason why I never like doing weddings. You know what I'm saying? Like when I started out, weddings was like the only revenue I was getting because everybody gets married, right? But I, I never liked weddings. And even now I'm really at the point where we're not even offering those going forward. Like after we got like a couple booked in 2022, but going forward after that, we're really not going to offer that service anymore. So the shift was when I started to get invited to do real estate photography, it was kind of like, oh, finally, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but so like, it wasn't necessarily like, would I be good at that? Because like, I, those was the thoughts I actually had when it came to shooting people. 
okay. you know, uh, when it came to shooting people, you know, weddings, uh, you know, even even professional headshots, I was like, well, I'd be good at that, you know, cause I kind of doubted myself a lot because, you know, people wanted it good and, you know, people are very subconscious. So, um, you gotta make sure them double chins don't show. Right, the double chins, you know, mm-hmm. people always talking about some of my forehead shiny, you know, all of that. Shit. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I would always be kind of, you know, nervous whenever I would have photo shoots in my early years because I didn't know if they would be satisfied with the pictures or not. Come to find out, in most cases, they did like, you know, I can only really count on one hand, literally five instances where I had clients from hell that, you know, wasn't satisfied with what I uh, provided, but you know, um, the real estate, the real estate realm has definitely paid dividends and it is definitely become my favorite because I just got to show up, shoot an empty space and keep it moving, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, it, it was an interesting shift, though. Real talk. Yeah, I uh, I actually thought it would have been a reverse. I mean, because I don't know of many people that shoot, you know, steals or of, of spaces. Um mm-hmm. So I just thought from going from one thing to another, it would have been kind of hard. Let's switch gears really quickly. Uh, I I asked this to everybody. What's your favorite pair of gym shoes? Man, you know, so here's the thing about that dog. Like, I'm not really a sneakerhead. You you don't have to be a sneakerhead. It's just everybody has that shoe that, I mean, everybody has a favorite pair of gym shoes that they right. that maybe it make it could be comfortable, and you run incessantly. So I do, I do, I do. Uh, well, so okay, if we if we going off of all of that, all things considered, I would say Brooks running shoes are extremely comfortable. Um, they are extremely comfortable. Like my old pair, I kind of use them as like leisure running errands. You know, I just finished running errands, and I had on my old pair of Brooks running shoes. I got a current pair that I run in. And actually, I need to get a new pair because those are starting to get worn down too. Um, so I would say those are probably my favorite. But like, if I was to go into the the sneaker realm, though, now mm-hmm. I only own three pair of Jordans my entire life. Okay. So let me just be clear. I'm going to record about that. And one of my chapter bros, Jordan Spring Eleven. I tell him this all the time because he's a sneakerhead. This dude got almost any shoe you could think of, right? Mm-hmm. I tell him all the time. My dream is. To get a pair of Jordan 3s. I don't know why, but I love them Jordan 3s. And I never had a pair, mainly because, like I said, I was never a sneakerhead. But also... Were you born in 88? I was born in 88. Okay, I can see that. So, uh, when I for my 30th birthday, I bought myself and my ex a pair of 3s. Because, you know, those came out in 88. Correct, yep. So, we were both born... You know, we had both turned 30. So, I was like, yo, I'm going to grab these for us. And Wale got that song, MJ88. So you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it could that could be it subconsciously, you know. Uh, so like, even though I never had a pair, because mm-hmm. like I can't never really find them in my size, especially for a price I'm willing to pay for. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you know that does that. But I'm gonna get some eventually. So I would say those are like the best pair of sneakers I never had, but I will have eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But I have had a pair of Elevens. I had a pair of Thirteens before mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, them Jordan threes, man. Maybe it's because you know we eighty eight babies, but you know, you know, I just love them. Like in a pair of Jordan threes, trying to chase this cash. I live to post a pic in them and make that the caption. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my dream. One of my dreams. The Jordan twos are my favorite. 
Um, yeah, a lot of people do like the twos. A lot of people like the ones and the twos more than the threes, actually. Yeah. I, I Actually, I, I think a lot of people like the ones and the threes more than the twos. Like, I got fat feet, so the twos, <laughs> that's my shit. I like, the twos feet. are my joints. Yeah. Uh, so the ones will work better for you, but the ones sometimes kind of feel like they, you know, you walking on, a, on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the twos, I don't know, they just made, they, they're made differently. And then the threes, the, the threes are just, that's a beautiful shoe. It's a beautiful shoe. Can't take away from it. I got them. They kind of hurt my feet a little bit. So I don't really wear them really? as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that curve around the edge be killing my pinky toe. Damn. So yeah. I can understand that pain. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. Um. So yeah, I I so you know I love gym shoes, right? So we get into the nice. Jesus and gym shoes. Um and what's funny is that like the other people I interview, the first shoe that they go to is the Jordan one. Or I mean not the Jordan one, but like Jordan's period. Because I guess that's just the iconic like end all be all to shoes. And I bring that up because a lot of people that I've talked to have been from Chicago, but some people haven't been. But mm-hmm. um you have a podcast called Sociology. Mm-hmm. And how in the hell did you come up with that name? Man, like, so it's actually a journey. So I'm, I'm going to take you on a little journey. Mm-hmm. So I, I came up with the uh, the premise of the whole thing, like, back in 2012. So mm-hmm. like everything I do, I came up with, like, damn, a decade ago. But um, so I came up with the premise of it in 2012. And at the time, I called it Chicagoology. Mm-hmm. like that was the name I came up with and I actually I had it trending on Twitter at one point in time um that's back when Twitter was real popping you know it's popping again now but you know it was it was a different type of popping back then you know um so I had it trended on Twitter and like I never did nothing with it though so I, it just kind of sat dormant so then like maybe two years ago I was like you know what I need to revisit that because I feel like I had something going with it so I started doing my due diligence because me being a creative in the media industry I'm like very I'm very anal about intellectual property you feel me mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I started doing my due diligence I did the same thing with mobile motivation to my surprise mobile motivation wasn't trademark it wasn't nothing on mobile motivation those really? two common words together it was nothing on that so I kind of looked up with that and I not, I locked it down real quick shout out to the bros he was my lawyer uh Calvin Boyd second chapter 09 so um <laughs> hey put me in so, touch with dog after this though okay. yeah absolutely we'll do we'll do so like um i started doing my due diligence on chicagoology come to find out somebody already had it it was like there's some website out there literally called chicagoology.com and it talks about chicago history and things like that so i'm like damn i can't do that so mm-hmm. i started um going through you know other alternatives of like you know a play off the a play off the word and then, you know, one of my friends, you know, she hit me with the, uh, what about sociology? And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it that right there. It, yeah. So honestly, I can't even take the credit for it, for coming up with that name. She came up with that name. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ebony. She came up with that name. So um, that's how the name itself came. But the premise of it is like literally, you know, it's, it's all about Chicago culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, particularly from our point of view black people's point of view chicago culture um and you know like i said when i came up with the premise years ago you know i just i feel like chicago we live in the best city in the world that's just my bias unbiased whatever you want to call it opinion 
I, that's just what I believe. So I feel like it's so much rich culture in Chicago and that started from Chicago, from sports to music to, you know, uh, fashion, you know, all types of things, you know, dance. Um, I just feel like the, the sky is not the limit. It's just, you know, it can just explode like the Big Bang. So there's so many things to explore with this city. And that's the premise of sociology. You know, it's, um, we're at 30 episodes right now. We're going to start dropping more episodes next week because this was Labor Day week. But um, I think we definitely got something going with that, me and my small, small staff. And uh, hopefully we can keep the momentum going and, you know, it, catch track, it, it keeps the traction going, you know? Yeah, I was actually on one of the episodes. We were talking about... Uh, yeah. Which Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, Lakeshore Drive, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the episodes that was really funny to me was um <laughs> when you had them out west babies on there talking about uncle remus. <laughs> yeah yeah that was wild that was wild <laughs> so was wild. i'm an uncle remus lover i'm out south all day yes i'm a yes. out south i i'm out south i'm east side crazy i went to south shore all that stuff so I, i'm east side crazy yeah you but, is you yeah. is and you're a long way from the east side with uncle remus long way from the east side like i used to get chased home from um from uh Eckersall. We ran track oh, at Eckersall. Bro, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm I'm real east side crazy, like through and through. But I love me some Uncle Remus, bro. Like mm-hmm. I'm you ain't never the first gonna... outsider to say that though. Okay. Okay. You're not alone. Cause it's just so good. Like, do you so I'm not which one do you prefer, Heroes or Uncle Remus? I prefer Heroes. And, Why? and it ain't yeah, because I'm about to explain. It's not even because I'm South Side crazy either. Like, I, if we're going to be real, I'm South Suburb crazy. I'm from Mark, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's really all about the sauce. And I feel like I'm consistent with that. Okay. I, I prefer tangy sauce. Uncle Remus is a little bit more on the sweet side. Right? It is. Mm-hmm. So, and that don't mean it's a bad thing. It's just not what I really prefer. I prefer tangy. And it's the real reason why, and I know I'm in a super minority with this, why I prefer open pit over sweet baby rays. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm in a minority with that, but you know, I'm consistent with the whole tangy, savory aspect of the sauce. You know, that's what I prefer. Um, and I, and you know, I just got more longevity with Harold's too. I didn't really I haven't I didn't taste Uncle Remus for the first time as his shit. I want to say maybe college, after college, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So Harold's had like a whole 18 year head start you know what i'm saying so yeah. like you know that that's really why but you know I, look them out west babies they love their uncle remus and you know i ain't even hating on them all. you know what yeah. i'm saying that's, that's 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 them you know and it's beautiful it's all chicago it's all love so <laughs> i'm never know, gonna like know? yeah you're never gonna catch me comparing the two because yeah. you just don't do that i'm never gonna ever be like yeah one is better than the other one or one is to you know one is less than the other one i prefer both right i mean i think that for me every herald's has a different sauce not every herald's got the same that's sauce. true that's true yep that's, that's so true. for that's me i true. like there are certain herald's that i'll go to that other people like yo they sauce is trash i don't go there so like i like the herald's in high part right and mm-hmm. you know put a little hot sauce with that get you know get a little hot and mild right right with that went, I'm straight. 
Other people are like, no, I don't go there. I like the one on 87th Street. And I'm like, I don't like the one on 87th Street. First off, I don't like their service. And then secondly, yeah, yeah, they slow. Uh, they slow. And then secondly, I don't necessarily care for the sauce. And like, you better not like make a mistake with your order because like you're going to be there a whole nother hour waiting hey, on look. your order. So look, the one you talking about, the one on 87, like, I, this dude was finna send it up in there one time. Like, I had the videos. I don't know if I still got them. I probably deleted the videos because I was recording on the low. Because I'm like, damn, he really finna beat somebody ass with this chicken. But, like, I understand his frustration because, dude, he said he had been waiting for, like, almost an hour, Joe. Like, almost an hour, he said he had been waiting. Now, mind you, I had only been in there for 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And I had ordered on DoorDash, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. I learned my lesson with 87. If you gonna, if you want some food, you need to order at least an hour or 30 minutes in advance for you even think about going there. Yep. You know you what I'm saying? To order online. You can't exactly. ever order there in person. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, don't do that. And it was like a Friday, too, or he tweaked. But anyway, I understand his frustration, though, because he, he, he was saying he was waiting for like an hour. Dude was mad, loud as hell. He was like, call the motherfucking police. Call the motherfucking police. Like, he was, look, he was about to send it up, and I recorded it, too. He don't know I recorded it, but I recorded it. Uh, I'm gonna see if I still got the videos, but yeah, he was going crazy up in there. So yeah, 87th is like, like you said, it's the service with me. And let's get it, let's keep it real. You ain't going to no Harold's for no immaculate customer service. Okay, at I all. get that. At I all. get that, but it still got to be some standard though. It got to be some standard, mm-hmm. and 87th be teetering on that standard. You know what I'm saying? Um, now my personal favorite, a lot of people don't. They like, like fall Boston. right up under the standard. They fall right yeah. up under the standard. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that standard may be, they they like they're like two steps. Yeah, like I said, notch and a half under it. Yeah, not yeah. completely two, but like they a notch and a half under it. Maybe a notch and a quarter. And the thing, and the thing with 87, I always said it, even when the um, the big one was open, like. Mm-hmm. I never felt they was the best. People just say that because they're the most accessible and the most popular. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they just the most accessible. They right off the e-way, and everybody knows about Harold's on 87. So it's like since they got the popularity, they automatically get the clout. But I don't think they was necessarily the best. If you ask me, a lot of people sleep on them, but 35th is better than 87. 35th and what? Indiana. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. right there by MSHA. Yep, you're yep. right. Yeah, yep. if you ask, if you ask me, they way better than 87. They they killing 87th on everything on service. I ain't never had to wait no longer than fucking 15 minutes of that up in there. Um, and that, that's me walking in there and ordering. You feel me? Like, yeah. they killing them on service. They killing them on the sauce. They killing them on the overall crunchiness of the chicken. Mm-hmm. 35th blowing 87 out the water, if you ask me. And they not the only ones, but people sleep on 35th, though. Yeah. Um, they just built one right here on 55th Street. I just need them to get they, uh, they, they crunchiness of the chicken together. Oh damn! They, they they gotta you know they they cook it, but it ain't as hard as I need it to be. It's like they mm-hmm. need about thirty seconds more. They need about thirty seconds you. more. Mm. I got you. Now I will say this: while we talking about Harold's, real quick, it's out the way. Mm-hmm. But trust me, they hit Dyer, Indiana. Dyer, Indiana. There's nothing I know for me I know niggas Dyer, ain't going to no Dyer, Indiana, but there's trust nothing me. for me in Dyer, Indiana. I don't know if you ever end up over there. If you ever end up over there, trust mm-hmm. me. Trust me. Now, like I do the real estate photography. So one of the real estate firms that I take pictures for, they're based in like South Holland, the Indiana area. So I'd be over there a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dyer, Indiana. Yeah. 
they just stay out there. They slept on because they look ain't shit out there. But still, yeah, yeah I'm not going out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. Anybody can travel like that for no chicken. It's just like so happy yeah. in the area. They're like, oh, I've been dying. Oh yeah, it's a hell's over here. Let me try them out. That's one of those type situations. Yeah, I'm not uh Yeah, I'm not going out there. Mm-mm. I've been yeah, out I'm there. Like, I got I got I think my brother stay out that way. My brother and my cousin stay out that way. Okay. But yeah, ain't no reason for me to I'm not I'm yeah. Just no heroes. Yeah, I ain't going out there for no heroes. Like I know yeah. I wouldn't. If I wasn't like gonna be in an area like that, I wouldn't be frequenting them like that either. Yeah, I mean, like I only eat Uncle Remus when I'm out west. No, I'll eat the one on 47th Street. But before that, you know, if mm-hmm. I was out west, you know, kicking it with a shorty or whatever, or I was out west because I needed to get my hair cut or something, I would go to Coleman's or I would go to Uncle Remus because it was close. And you know, I would do that, but I'm not about to just go. I'm not about to just go to Dyer for no for no chicken. Ain't yeah, yeah, that's dead. That's ain't nothing dead. in me about that. What's yeah, been your favorite dead. episode? What's been your favorite episode of Mogul Motivation? My favorite episode of Mogul Motivation. Um, that's a good. I mean, question. you got three hundred of them. So yeah, what's been one that like people have hit you about the most? So one of the most popular ones in recent weeks has been. Um, episode shit, i don't even know the name of my episodes let me, let me look at the uh, you know because like you said there's so many of them but one of the ones people been hitting me about a lot um is cussing them curses out the door that was episode oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh-huh. a lot of people like that one um a lot of people like um in the beginning that was an episode that dropped july 14th and now if i had to go like uh all the time I remember listening of- to the in the beginning. Sorry to cut you off, uh-huh. but I remember no, I listening to that one. Um, and with listening to that one, I was like, "Oh, preacher twiz, I see you, G." You said preacher <laughs> twiz, yeah, man. Like I, I considered going to seminary at one point. Uh, yeah, because I, I texted you. I was like, "Pastor twiz." I did text you after that one. I was like, "Go ahead, Pastor twiz." <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Yeah, I considered going to seminary at one point, but, you know, I chose not to. I, I feel like, you know, my job is elsewhere. Um, but, you know, yeah, you know, a lot of people like that one. Uh, a lot of people like Gentle Reminders. Um, that's like what was that from one last year, the, the pandemic year. Um, basically, you know, like how things, I don't, I don't think nothing in life is a coincidence. I truly believe that. And I feel like, our purpose and our gifts are exposed to us at an early age because it's our purpose and our gifts. So it's kind of like, I here's your assignment. And it's like, obviously, because we're human and, you know, life is life, we might not focus on it or realize it at the time um, until we get older, you know, whether it's in our young adult years, adult years, what have you. And then you realize, like, you have that aha moment, like, oh, I remember X, Y, and Z when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you piece it together to the revelation that you just had in your present. It's kind of like, it's a gentle reminder from your past. Like, yo, I told you this was your purpose. You ain't want to listen, but now you know. So now you got to do what you got to do. You know, because um, I had a lot of instances like that. Like real talk. Like, okay. I had, a, I had a lot of instances like that. Like a lot of these mobile motivation episodes, I ain't gonna say a lot, basically all of them, all of them. 
I use examples from my life. You feel me? Like I'm I'm being transparent and looking at my life and instances and experiences, and I'm translating them into you know metaphors to help convey the message. But yeah, that gentle reminder that that was that was a good one, and a lot of people like that because I guess a lot of people see things from their past that kind of you know affect them now. Affect what's them a, now. Like what's yeah. been one of the things that you've had to overcome or overcome from your past that like, that kind of still kind of haunts you today? Um, it's a couple things, but you know, uh, I guess one of them would be like so. For example, like the book, you feel mm-hmm. me? Um, so. I wrote my first one in 2018. My next one is going to be out next month in October. But, like, when I was a kid, I used to always write. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to always write, like, poems, random short stories, just just writing. I was the only child, so I didn't really have shit else to do to pass time when I was at the crib alone. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's only so much TV you can watch, even back then. So I will mm-hmm. always write. And then, you know, like, the older I got, I would kind of like fall off of it, you know what I'm saying? You know, trying to be in sports, you know, um, you know, go off to college. Now you're in a bigger social scene. Like I did write poems in college, but I didn't really do uh, fiction writing as much, you know, nowhere near as I did when I was younger. So basically, you know, after college, you know what I'm saying? Couldn't find a job like most college graduates, you know? So that was frustrating, disheartening, and discouraging. You know what I'm saying? Had to work a bunch of stupid odd jobs and understand, like, I, I believe warehouse work deserves a lot more pay than what they get, regardless <laughs> of what the company is. And like I, I truly believe that. Because I had to work a couple of them. But like I remember one day, like I was had I was working a temporary job. It was at a warehouse. And like it wasn't necessarily the fact that it was a warehouse, it was the people I was working with and the stuff they was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, like, just, you know, shit I can't relate to, you know, like hood shit, you know what I'm saying? His lip, you know, shit like that. I can't relate to that because I ain't never did shit like that. You feel yeah, me? Exactly. Yeah, I know, get it. So, you know, so like, and I'm just like, bro, I went to college for four years for this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you know, I quit that day. You know, I ain't go back. And I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Imagine I'm taking pictures during this time, too. Yeah. I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? So then it dawned on me, it's like, bro, you need to be writing. You know what I'm saying? You need to be writing. So I basically started writing again. But I didn't stay consistent with it. You feel me? So then I left it alone. So one day I was at church. We was at church. Me and my girlfriend was at church. This was like 2016. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, the incident I just told you about the warehouse, that was, like, a year prior. I started writing, but I didn't stick with it. So, now it's 2016. I'm at church. You know what I'm saying? And we was at Bible study, actually. It was Wednesday. August 3rd, 2016, it was that. I remember. So, you know, it was at the end of Bible study. You know, the deacons, you know, would pray over people, like, if you wanted prayers or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I was having a rough week, so I had one up to one of the deacons to get some prayer. And then... He was praying, and then out of nowhere, he was like, um, Lord, let him pick back up his pen and keep writing. I'm like, how the hell does this dude know I write? <laughs> I never told him that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like yeah. I never told him anything like that, you know? Nothing of the sort. So I took that as, like, another gentle reminder, like, bro, you need to be writing. 
Do you want to be working in a warehouse making pennies after you done spent all this money and got yourself in all this debt for a college degree that you ain't using? Or do you want to do what I told you to do? So that was like a gentle reminder. So from that point, that's when I just went ham and I wrote my first book, Board Games. And that's the one that I released in 2018. So it still took me two years from that point to finish it. But that's like a real world example of like gentle reminders. Like, you know, he gave me one and like I kind of ignored it. Then God gave me another one. I'm like, all right, I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. you. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and get this done. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that so I came up with Jesus and Gym Shoes at some mm-hmm. point during 2020. And okay. I just held on to it. I wrote it down. I had this notebook. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a podcast. And I was just like, oh, you know, that happened. So then I, I recorded a couple of episodes in like January of 2021, okay. right? So we're recording this in the middle of September. Yeah. So of 2021. And so I had these episodes sitting and I had some people, I just, I just had some people that I, that I wanted to have on here. And, and I, I kind of just put it by the wayside because I just, the times just didn't add up. But, you know, the Bible says all things work together for the good of those who, you know, love the Lord. So That's true. Um, That's true. And it just works, right? The first, it, it, the timing of it worked, let me say that. Because it wasn't until September, it wasn't until like the end of August that I was having a conversation and it was just like, I need to drop it now. Like, I need to drop this now. I need to get this off of me and drop it now. Um And doors have literally been opening, you know, because of the fact that I just dropped it then when I did. Um, Because I had the artwork. I had all of that done, (laughs) you know, had all that stuff done. But I kind of got down on myself because just the other stuff wasn't adding up. Like these people who I wanted, they just, the timing just didn't work out. But you know, I guess that just wasn't the time. And so a couple of other times, I mean, this is, I know this is only eight months or, you know, an eight month period, but that's a long time to like not do what it is that you were supposed to do. It is. It is. And so what's one of those things, uh, and, and this podcast is about life skills and Jesus, right? So we can, we can talk about how we got those gentle reminders, right? But there's somebody that may be listening that's like, I have this opportunity to, you know, keep my business. Not everybody may be in the same financial state or the same, um, may be able to just walk away from their job, right? But what is it that you put in place that you were able to walk away from your job and then sustain? What what practical things were you able to do? Uh Um, Well, I would say, one of the first steps is um, I had to figure out what it is I was doing. So like a lot of people, they they leave a job and they don't really know what they're doing. What I mean by that is what product is you selling or service, right? How much mm-hmm. are you selling that product or service for? How many products or how many or how much of that service do you need to sell a month to supplant your monthly income that you're getting from your job, right? Mm-hmm. Then multiply that by three. And then that's what you need to shoot for. Because I think, you know, faith is real, you feel me? So, you know, faith gonna carry you if you, got, if you have it, 
regardless, right? Mm-hmm. But like we talk about practical things, I think that's something that a lot of people don't do. They don't want to look at the reality of what they're facing. So if you're making like eleven hundred uh, every two weeks from your job, you know what I'm saying? So that's like twenty two hundred a month. You need to make twenty two hundred dollars selling whatever product or service you have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, which once you have how much money you need to make in your business, you need to have, figure out how much is that going to cost, right? Because yeah. when you have a job, the biggest expense of your job is gas money to get there or, you know, commuting to get to your job. That's really like your major expense and lunch if we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Well, now, if you're going to sell your service or your product, you got to figure out how much it's going to cost to do that. You know, what's what's the cost of goods sold? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all of these things, like that's what you got to figure out practically. And a lot of people don't want to do that because it requires you to think and, and it requires a lot of uh, muscle memory. And, you know, it, it, it's just, it's a lot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's one of the first things you got to figure out how much money I need to make doing this. Then you got to figure out after you know how much money you're going to make doing that, you got to figure out how can you maintain that? Because, you know, a lot of people think you can do all this stuff by yourself. You really can't. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I learned that the hard way when it came to this podcast and stuff more than anything. You know, mm-hmm. I got by a little bit with photography, but when it came to this podcast and dude, posting on social media, you know, um, trying to um, find guests for, you know, episodes and all that, it was just a lot. Even if I wasn't doing all that other stuff like podcast, I mean, photography and writing a book. So you need to figure out what is it going to take for you to keep this machine going because you can't do it yourself so like mm-hmm. what are roles that need to be filled now obviously you might not be able to pay them right away but you need to identify help that you will need to keep that machine going and then if you're blessed and lucky you can plug people in there pro bono that believe in you believe in a dream that know that you know one day we're gonna be rich and i know you're gonna take care of me and give me some <laughs> back pay you need people like that that you can plug in so it can keep that machine going because, bro, like you can't do it alone. So I think the very first practical step is how much money do I make here and how much money do I need to make in my business? Now, it's different if you're somebody like me where you ain't got kids. Now, if you got kids, the conversation going to be different. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's still going to be different because you got to worry about health care and things like that for your kids. But it's 2021, though. So with that being said, there's other options out here that can take care of you. Like you got places like County Care, you know, um, which is a free healthcare service that you can get. You can get that, especially if you have kids, you can get that. And that will be the healthcare for you and your children. But these are things that a lot of people don't know about. And I feel like some people might be even embarrassed to pursue, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, County Care is provided through the same system as, you know, Link and you know, uh, all of that. Who cares, bro? If you're trying to go after this dream, you got to do what it do. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no, yeah. you can't have no pride right now. So those are the practical things. You got to figure out how can I supplant everything I have now with this job without this job? Mm-hmm. And then you can start thinking about leaving that job. Now, if you decide to leave tomorrow, I ain't going to stop you, you know, but these are some things that I had to do personally before I made that move. Yeah, I um had my little venture. I won't even say little, but I had my venture in 20, 
sports venture in like 2016, rather, between like 2015 and 2018 or 2017. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did not prepare, right? Mm-hmm. I did not prepare. Um, I was just, I just knew I was going to always have a job and always able to do it, you know, and, and build and build and build based off of like one income. Yeah. But I didn't save anything um, for my business or have an account set up just, you know, for my business. I was yeah. used to, you know, having extra income coming in where I'd be able to do it. And I learned the hard way that you got to have systems in place and you got to just you research who did this before you, you know. A lot of people, you know, are scared to do that research uh, of asking questions. And there's people out here. Shout out to Fruve, um, Juice Bar. Um, they do. They have amazing juices. Um, mm-hmm. And Belly, um, that was in um, that was in Pilsen. So Fruve and Belly, like they, okay. I literally, um, I was able to ask them everything. Um, Dominique mm-hmm. who, who owns Fruit Vales, I just would ask her as, mi- as much stuff as possible for my juice bar. Then I would ask, you know, the lady up at Belly, you know, just I would go down there and I'd spend my last seven, eight dollars on a juice just so I could ask questions. Um, and then Corey at Leaders, I was um asking him questions about like the retail space because Leaders had just moved or they moved twice. Um, okay. They had one store that was in like River North, and now they got the one that's in the West Loop. And I was like, "Oh, why are you moving?" And he was like, "Look across the street," and they got that they they had the store that was by the Hooters, and so now you know they got high rises right there across the street from the Hooters. Yeah, um, sure do. And so he was like, "Look across the street, look what they building," and I was like, "Oh," he was like, "Yeah, so my rent about to go up in about a year." <laughs> he sure was is. like, "It's, it's gonna go up." It's like I'm beating them to the punch. Their commercial rents be taxing too. Taxing. I can't wait to own a commercial property, bro. I can't okay. wait. Oh, it's out there. It's out there. It, it is out, out there. there. I think I think one of the biggest problems with like yeah, with just owning those type of spaces though, is the access to knowing how to own one of those or how to mm-hmm. go about getting one. Cause the spaces are out there, but there's so many people. They've had these buildings for like 30, 40, 50 years, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you got somebody that got and they having the capital on hand. Yep. You know, having that capital on hand because you may have fifteen thousand that's sitting there. You like, dang, I'm I'm gonna move some, I'm gonna move some mountains. You can move mountains with fifteen racks. You can. Don't get it twisted. You can most definitely move mountains with fifteen in cash. But it's some cats out here that got fifty. That's it mm-hmm. in cash, you know. And they yep. gonna most that they gonna move a city, you know, compared to you moving your mountain or you hey, moving hey, your hill. And you know the thing is, man. Thing is, dog. Like you look at our neighborhoods, man. It's so much prime real estate like for real like just just like you can look at roseland as far south as roseland you mm-hmm. can look at um man you could go, just go on cottage like you go on cottage like i i can't tell you the exact streets maybe 81st something like that 76 i don't know but it's a couple blocks on cottage where it's like just big ass you know 20 unit buildings just vacant and they big vacant mm-hmm. they just sitting there Yep. Just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, 
why we can't just gobble that up? Bro, it's so holding on to that. I mean, people own it and they hold on to it because that's what they know is that at some point it's gonna turn. So like in Inglewood right now, um, as of like last year, the, the market's kind of going settling again. All of those buildings have been kind of bought. People kind of yeah. flipping over there like crazy. They was getting money in Inglewood. I mean, getting money in Inglewood. Um, and they uh they most definitely have been they've been selling they've been selling stuff for the they've been selling stuff for for crazy amounts of money so Mm -hmm. i'll say i bought my building at one price and like a building similar and all they did was like change the bathroom in the kitchen like a hundred thousand dollars more that's wow and people were buying it that's wow I, I believe it, because it's been happening. It's been happening everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's been happening everywhere, man. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, like you, like you said, they holding on to it. Like, it's a it's a spot on Stony I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Like, I reached out to the owner three times. He never hit me back. I'm like, damn, you can't. But, like... <laughs> like, you know, I get told him. I'm like, look, even if you're not interested, just let me know. That's all. Just yeah, let me know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like... I and people be wanting, they be wanting crazy amounts of money, bro, too. Yeah, but just stuff yeah. that we know, like, bro, like, where are you getting this number from? So I was I was uh, trying to buy this laundromat. And oh, okay. I do want to be like George. I've always wanted to own a laundromat, bro. Like, always want to own a laundromat. Um and uh always want to own a laundromat. So I was found one. And the guy just did not have the numbers that were needed. Um, by, by, uh, let me just ask you, was this laundromat by any chance um, in South Shore? No. Okay, not bad. No, it was, um, it's in, what neighborhood is that? It's like, I don't know, it's like Auburn Gresham. It's like Auburn okay. Gresham. Never mind, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was something else. All right, never mind. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like Auburn Gresham. His numbers ain't make sense? Not at all. Not at all. And so I'm just like, bro, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. And with that, I just had to be like, yeah, I'm going to walk away from this deal because these numbers Uh don't make sense. Yeah. I think with the laundromat, the guy just didn't have the numbers. So with him not having the numbers, he... I essentially, you know, walking away from it was bittersweet because I know it's not going to be the only one I ever come across, but this was like a decent size one or a, a decent priced one. And I was like, yeah. oh, I could really work this. But then yeah. once you get into those numbers, you actually start learning like, oh, that's why he had it at this price. But this price doesn't make any sense for this. Um, but he's owned it for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And his family owns the whole strip that the, yeah. like most of the strip that the street uh, uh, on, on that street of like commercial buildings. And so he's just trying to sell it off because he old and he just want to go down to Florida and retire. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, man, bro, just let me have it. Like you don't have the numbers that support it. So give it to me, but mm-hmm. you, know, you know, folks, folks get it in their head that they want a certain thing. And so they go from there, but in any event, 
what's next for you, dog? Um, man. So basically, your book? trying to uh, yeah, yeah. The book is next, so that's that's coming out uh, October. Uh, that's coming out October. Um, scaling these podcast brands into something bigger, both mogul motivation and sociology. I got some things in the works for content, new content for those um, as we transition from 2021 to 2022. Um, then, you know, we were just talking about real estate. So I got some things, you know, in that area that I got my eyes set on that, you know, God willing, you know, I can accomplish that uh, very, very soon. And that's pretty much it, though. Dog. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to call myself a one-trick pony, but, you know, I ain't really got nothing extravagant I'm trying to do. I'm just always trying to morph and evolve the things I'm already doing. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, just taking what I'm already doing to the next level. Like, I'm in my lane. Like, I know who I am. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm trying to uh, get into the stock market because, you know, I'm not a stock guy. I tried that before. It ain't really me. It's just not me. You know, I'm not going to say I'm trying to own 100,000 buildings either. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it is some things that I do want to dabble in in the real estate arena, but it's more so just going to be very small and niche and, you know, just um, close to what I'm already doing, if that makes sense. That makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just really just trying to scale up and, you know, just continue to keep that machine going forward, you know, stronger, faster, harder, all of that. and yeah just staying steady with it staying focused that's what's up well Doug, you know I, it's a pleasure having you as a guest on jesus and gym shoes um tell people where they can find you at yeah no, absolutely um so they can they can find me on instagram at twiz taylor that's t-w-i-z taylor they can find both podcasts sociology that's s-o-c-h-i-ology underscore and mogul motivation all one word underscore on instagram they both have underscores because the names was taken by somebody else that ain't even doing none um they can find all of our content at www.truestoriesmedia.com the photo brand is www.mytruephoto.com so that's basically all the places they can find me and what we're doing on the internet and social media and board games as well as board games two will be available on Amazon. Board games is already on there. Board games two will be on there October fourth. True. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been another episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in Jesus. I appreciate you, Twiz, and I wish you nothing but the best. Hopefully, you know we can come on and chop it up again and talk about. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> talk about something Absolutely. else. Absolutely, right, dog. I appreciate the opportunity. No problem.